Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, Dana, how's my propeller hat fitting? Is it, is it, does it look okay? <laughs> David, it looks great, you nerd, you, and you, especially your new neuro nerd, you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, there's no tinfoil on the inside of my, my, my propeller beanie, though, just in case you were wondering. I don't. Well, I, that is good to know. I was wondering, and I'm also wondering, do you stay up at night thinking about how you're going to open this with I really some stupid don't. joke. I just wing it <laughs> you every time. Just think time. about it in the moment. I do because, like, if if I if I came up with something brilliant at night, I would. There's no way in the world I would you, remember it by the time you I, wouldn't remember no, it. Of course, of course not. Because you know ADHD, right? So no, I can't <laughs> yeah, afford man. to think of brilliant stuff ahead of time. I have to do it right here. Otherwise, there's nobody would ever hear it. <laughs> well, good thing you've got that creative brain, David Johnson. Oh well, that's kind. I don't remember the last time we did a neuro nerd episode. It's been a while. So it's been a long time. I could tell you if you wanted me to. Start delving into don't, spreadsheets. Don't but let's dive not. or dig at this point. No, it's okay. But delving is okay. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, the the neuro nerd thing. We were um, we we did a little segment for a while during during the first few episodes, and then we were like, oh, let's do an episode from time to time. And it's been a while. So guess what, Dana? Research and science has learned new things that we that we could talk about that I think will be fun and interesting and helpful. Yeah, and. The neuro nerd episodes are fun because these are the ones David puts together because he's just so interested in all of this and doing all this kind of research. So I have no idea what we're talking about to David today, today, David. That's today, okay. David, today, David, today, David. Yeah, I think it's okay because then, then see, you get to tell me how interesting this stuff really is or isn't. And because I think this stuff is incredibly interesting. And then, but if you're listening to this today and you decide, well, that's boring, you can blame me and move on. You know, that's okay. But um, click on to next week when we're talking about accountability. Accountability. That sounds good. It doesn't sound good, but it does sound good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right, David. So take it away, my favorite neuro nerd. Yeah. You know, give us some news. Yeah. So, so this one is interesting to me. It was a study that was published in April of 2022, which is just what, three months ago or so when we're recording and publishing and listening to this episode. But it came out of the University of Pittsburgh. And I find this interesting. Anytime there's neuroscience news related to any of the major ADHD medications, that kind of informs some piece of it. I'm always fascinated because as you know, Dana, we've talked about this before on this podcast, we don't have any clue really how they work at all. No, we (laughs) don't. On us, at least. I mean, we know what they do in terms of the outcome, you know, in theory for for some people. But there's like, why do they work and why do they work differently for other people than some others and so on? So this study was fascinating. It involves animals, of course, because, you know, we don't, test this stuff out on humans yet but the um this team uh, in the in the neuroscience department at the university of pittsburgh was trying to understand how methylphenidate works and that is of course the chemical name for what we know as ritalin um yep. one of the stimulant families of adhd medications and you know we're always trying to figure out do these medications do something for dopamine how do they work and dana i remember when you and i were doing our coaching together 
in the early days, I was still just getting started with any stimulant medication at all. And do you remember the conversation that we had around when it helps? Like it helps, these stimulants help you stay on track when you're working on something. But mm-hmm. they don't do anything for helping you decide what to work on. <laughs> Correct. Right? Or what to focus on. Correct. And so this was really interesting because in this methylphenidate study, the University of Pittsburgh neuroscientists were experimenting on mice and they were especially investigating a group of neurons. These are nerve cells, brain cells, if you will. In this case, they are related to the visual cortex. And I find this very interesting because I don't remember anything changing visually for me, right, with medication or not medication. But the visual cortex is fascinating because, and this is outside of this study, but neuroscience has shown in the past that we only see things in our environment that our brains at the very most subconscious level decide are useful. So we, you can look at a room full of objects and the things that you notice will be things that help you meet some need or, or whatever. And again, this is at the subconscious level. It happens before your, your processing even fires up. There's like this, this basic OS level thing happening in the brain that, because you can't possibly notice everything, right? David, so this is what is happening when I, I were working with people on being organized and I have the technique called visualize neat because if you you can step over the clutter, step over the clutter, step over the clutter and not do anything about it. And the technique that we use helps them see the clutter. So is that what you're talking about there? It, it's related. Yes. And you, we've talked even recently about how that you can't put visual reminders in your in your field of vision and expect them to work for very long because your brain will start to not notice them anymore. You just background them yes. completely. Right. Because I think that was last was the it? last couple of episodes. Yeah, it, it was like recently. So <laughs> yeah, it was recently, and that you have to do the micro changes yeah. to those visual reminders. Yeah, exa- yeah, you, yeah, exactly. We were talking about changing them up. Well, here's the interesting thing. So they they gave some mice methylphenidate, so which is essentially Ritalin, and they, you know, they, this is a scientific study. So on certain days they gave them a placebo, and they alternated, and so on. And so they did it like a very normal scientific study. By the way, we'll link out to the details on this in the show notes. But when the mice took the drug, and only on the days they took the drug, they spent longer on this task, and they gave them a, a task, you know, I, how they do this, Eat the I don't cheese. know. Whatever yeah, I don't, it is, Yeah, right? how do you give a mouse a task? But here's what was interesting about the study. So a, a previous researcher, a previous work by one of the researchers had shown a link between how well the animals did on a visual task, and they were, they, the research was actually measuring certain neurons in the visual cortex and, and and actually looking at how they fire independently of each other and when they gave the 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 mice methylphenidate the mice performed better on the visual task of attention but it and it happened at exactly when the same neurons so they were studying the neurons so they were they're definitely linked up to the neurons but it only happened on the required task they only spent longer time on it when they were already paying attention to it so it just was very interesting to me because it, it 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 seemed to indicate that the stimulants 
there's actually neuroscience now to show that what we've experienced is true. That when you already have made your plans and thought things through, that stimulant medication will help you stick to the plan. But it also means that if your attention gets diverted (laughs) and you're on the stimulant, you'll spend longer on whatever else you get, you know, diverted to, and you won't come back to that thing that's so important to you. (laughs) Yeah. Now, part of knowing that the medication is properly diagnosed, you're on the right dosage of the right medication, is that you can shift your attention at will. Yes. That's one of the thing we're look, things we're looking for. And occasionally I will have a client who's taking, it seems to happen with Vyvanse, which is not the methylphenidate, right. but anyway, they can focus, but they're focusing on the wrong things. Interesting. Well, I, what I've noticed over the years of using the stimulants is that as long as I have, am if, as long as I'm paying attention to whether I'm paying attention to the right thing or not. Yes. <laughs> right. Which is yes. a whole, you know, process that one for a sec. But, but I will, I find that like on days where I'm like, okay, I got to focus today. I got the medication in my system and I'm going, if I deviate from the track and I don't stop in with your, the tips, the things that we've learned about, like to check in periodically and say, mm-hmm. am I, what am I doing? Is this what I should be doing? Et cetera. If I'm not doing those check-ins, I will stay on the wrong thing for way longer than than on a day when yeah. I'm not medicated. Okay, and now we know why. And now so we you know will, why. you pay attention, but you pay attention. No, you can focus on the things that you're paying attention to. Is that the right way to say it? To yes. Say it for me, yeah. Right if you're okay. already paying attention to the thing, then you'll pay attention to it more effectively when on methylphenidate than if you are are you know, not on methylphenidate in this case. Now, yeah. So to put this, to run this through our little ADHD filter, ADHD, uh, kick some ADHD filter, then we run everything through that. So what I'm hearing, David, are two things. One, we have to pay attention to paying attention. Yes. Yes. And we also need, this is why the planning is so essential because and that's why i've seen over and over and over again with success club members with private clients that when they are not planning nothing works exactly and it's so disheartening for me to admit it but it's true (laughs) the importance of the planning i never oh my gosh i i want to faint or Jump and do a dance or something. I I never thought I'd hear you say that. You know what's good, though, is that it it also helps kind of justify some of my behavior around planning. I like to plan first thing in the morning, not the night before or anything like that. And one of the reasons why... Oh, you can't plan the night before. That's BS. I know, right? But but one of the reasons I like to do it first thing is that medication hasn't taken effect yet. I'm more effective at planning, believe it or not. and, And then you know that stuff. Yeah, for me, yeah. and everybody's going to be different with it. And also, these these mice didn't uh, that we know of have ADHD, right? So, <laughs> so this well, is really don't all, yeah. Don't all mice have ADHD? Have you ever had pet mice? I have had related rodents, but never mice as okay. pets. Yeah, mice and rats. Well, some of them, not all of them, I guess you can't say across the board, but many of them seem to. Anyway, we digress. We do, David. This is fascinating. So, my takeaway. Is we have to pay attention to paying attention. Exactly. We have to we have to pay attention to planning. We have to set it up so it works for us. And now we have some neuro news, neuro nude nerd news to back this up. 
Yeah, no neuro nudity here. Although we are laying bare the neuroscience. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. And I'm too tired to do puns. Okay, Don't well, make... then let's talk about a, a great way to increase your dopamine. And, and this is one that we have talked about from a behavioral standpoint. But it's nice to know that science has proven this. Uh, speaking of mice, are you ready? Yeah. It is a study that came out uh, in May of 2022, and they have now shown that exercise increases dopamine release in mice. I'm, well, yeah, we knew this. We we knew this, but we didn't know this <laughs> from a neuroscience standpoint. We knew that we could focus better and pay a bit, pay better attention or whatever. And, uh, and that our, our, our symptoms are often reduced when we have good exercise in our lives. But in the Journal of Neuroscience, this is um, a, an actual you know, research study that showed that dopamine signaling in mice was improved after 30 days of voluntary wheel running. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's because I was going to say, duh. However, it though so we know that voluntary wheel running. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that funny? So even if your even if your exercise is actually boring or whatever, it becomes uh, it becomes a way and of course we we still don't from an from an ADHD standpoint, we still don't fully understand whether the ADHD brain has less dopamine or produces less or whether less is released in the brain or whether whether it's all sitting there and we don't we don't make use of it as well as other it's brains. it's a, what i was learned was it's a couple of different things some some brains you, you the dopamine's there you can't use it mm -hmm. and sometimes the dopamine's not there so we've got to hit it from both sides to make sure there's enough dopamine and then to make sure that you can use it so yeah and this particular study measured the brain derived neurotrophic factor which is oh that yeah that stuff that's the miracle grow yeah, that exactly. exercise a brain miracle grow we've talked about that before when we talk about exercise in adhd the bnfd or whatever it is bdnf yes it's, Thank it's, you. it sounds very very um you know inappropriate for for minors but it's um it's it's that was just a terrible joke um so B BD i'm not even getting your jokes david and you know I'm sorry, I'm stepping on you. However, okay, yeah, everyone, I got in on a, a late flight last night. It was delayed. I didn't get home into bed until mm. after midnight and had to get up early and start. And you know what I did, David? What'd you do? I said, I'm too tired to exercise this morning. Oh. So I oh. basically, I basically just stabbed myself in the foot. Well, I actually have uh, an, another insight for you then that I think is 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 a you you you've created the perfect segue to the next item that I wanted to bring up. Um, this one is not new, uh, as new, but it is new since we started recording the podcast, and so we've not ever talked about this one. So this one this one is from a study that was published in 2020. But you know you know you have that feeling like I just don't have the energy to, and then fill in the blank. And it's not. I can't. It's, it's just not. It's the I. It's the I can't. Exactly right. So this is a study that um, this comes out of UCL, the UCL Institute of Cognitive Neuroscience. Um, they published where a study. L is. Yeah. Now I I realize I don't have UCL University California at L Lompoc. 
I just made that up. I, yeah, I, have, I have no idea. You, you're more familiar with California uh, cities than I am. Okay, you talk. I've got to Google this. Okay, all right. You you Google it, and it's Professor Nilly Lavie. Um, but anyway, this was a brain imaging study, and it basically has proven now that our brains have an upper limit on how much they can process at once, which is something that maybe, oh, it's London. University College of London. Yeah. University. Oh, I think we should go there and do a study. We should I, go volunteer our brains. I, I will absolutely subject my brain to, uh, to, to you know, study by, by British scientists. I think that would be absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Yes. So, the Institute of Cognitive Neuro... Well, we should say it in a British... The Institute of Cognitive Neuroscience. Anyway, it was yes. a terrible British accent. But the... Um, so, it's an upper limit on how much the brain can process at once. And this is due to the fact that our brains have a constant but limited energy supply. And again, they're using neuroimaging, brain imaging, to reveal this... And we, we know, for example, that the brain uses about 20% of all of the metabolic energy in the body, even when we're resting our brains, like when we're not using our minds, we're just vegging, right? And this is why people who have ADHD run out of mental steam faster than other people. We do not regulate our mental, mental energy use as well as others, and we spend some of it all the time just trying to stay on track in a way that other people don't have to do. And so, and, yeah. Oh, and I think more than just stay, trying to stay on track, also the constant chatter and whirl that our brains are always up to. Exactly. And, and those are the things that like we have to, we have to, you know, check and then re-divert our attention or whatever. This is why mindfulness is such a great practice for us because it trains us to do that without using so much energy and mm -hmm. you know so much effort but you know there are there are previous studies that have talked about and shown that for example willpower is a is a chemical in the brain that once you run out of it you know it's gone yep. you're done and, and so decision making if, yeah, decision exactly fatigue? decision fatigue right this these are examples of how we end up as people whose brains have ADHD from a neurochemical standpoint we use up our energy paying attention to stuff and then we run out and that is the end and we we suddenly um we suddenly have no ability to change our focus or to focus on the things that matter or whatever it all becomes harder and harder and harder as you start to run out of energy and and this is where you know uh, even people who do not have ADHD end up with inattentional blindness and deafness meaning there are things that they're just missing, things they don't notice, things that they should pay attention to that they that they don't catch. And that is stuff that all of us who have ADHD at some level or another are super familiar with. All right. This is why task switching, multitasking doesn't work for us. Yes. This is why it is so easy for us to fall into overwhelm. Yes. Yeah. And we have some sort of gauge, like we have some sense. If somebody says, well, task X, Y, Z is the next thing on deck. And you think, I just can't because you're, you've already, you've already measured. Okay. I know about how much energy that's going to take subconsciously. And mm -hmm. I know I don't have that much. I just can't. 
And it's yeah. why it doesn't pay for us to try to force it when, when our brains are actually telling us that, you know? You can't. Yeah, that's why we have to respect the can'ts. We have done a podcast on that at some point also. We have, yes. Yeah. I also thought it was uh, it was particularly interesting that since this was published in 2020, the study, it was in August of 2020, the timely commentary at that moment was that a lot of people in recent months, of course, the pandemic had just been going for six months or so at the time, yes. were saying that they were overwhelmed more than normal. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were paying attention to news and there were so many things that were different in our lives. Of course, there was an election cycle in the U.S., but even outside of the election cycle, which obviously, you know, can consume a lot of attention and energy on, on the part of people. Just the just the worrying about what's going on and what's different. And can I do this and can I not do that? And should I get a you know a shot or, you know, all the things. And um, and people were just dealing with an amazing amount of overwhelm. And I think yes. to some level, it was a population-wide experiment for people to understand somewhat how it feels to be inside an ADHD brain all the time. In a way. Because also, if you had children, they were home, you were, at, you were te- oh, yeah. doing the homeschooling and doing your job and working. Yeah. And you're trying Remember to figure out, days? oh, I do. Yeah. So many things that were just, and it pr- placed this cognitive load on our brains. And I think that... that with ADHD, it's it's like you said, we we have there's an overhead of 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 energy usage that's required of us if we're making any effort at all, <laughs> you know, to be productive. Mm-hmm. And that overhead, it reminds me of the psychologist analogy, which I'm going to butcher, but but essentially, she told me when it, when she was explaining to me that I did definitely have ADHD, and she said it was like you, you're you're running a race and you've got. You're keeping up, more or less, with the cr- crowd of people. You know, you're not falling way behind, but you're keeping up. But what you can't see is that you have this invisible dead body on your back. And so you're having to work so much harder than everybody else, and you can't figure out why it's not as effective, you know, why, why other people seem to be enjoying themselves, or, you know, they can do this effortlessly or whatever, and it's just taking so much more because you have a, a drain, you know, on the, exactly. on the, on the whole system. Exactly. And you've told us that before. And I, I just, I love that one. I think it's so brilliant other than the, my visual image of the dead body, you know, decomposing the She might have said pieces. something else. I probably Fall- replaced Oh, it. I like the dead, because I think, you know, the body parts falling off know, as you're right. running Just along. dragging and rotting, <laughs> leaving a stench <laughs> yeah. behind you. Like- Any- anyway, anyway. <laughs> So taking this through our Kixom ADHD or ADHD success filter, then we're looking at this is why we need to make things as systematized and easy as possible, because then we can go into auto mode and not have to spend so much mental energy on it. It's true. And why we can't expect to have the same level of output all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. we just can't. Our, our brains, we have to give ourselves brain. And I remember you saying this, like, if you don't give your brain a break, it will take one. It will take one, and this whether is, you want it to or not. And it doesn't always do it at the most appropriate time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So I, uh, those are the, those are the main things I'm always finding interesting neuroscience things. And I try to file them away for moments like this, where we can just whip them out and say, Hey, let's talk about this one. So, um, I hope that this has been interesting, Dana, to you and to, to others, especially our, our dear fine listeners. 
And I would love to hear just feedback about this, you know? So, like, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, that's interesting, I'd like to have more of that or less of that or whatever, we want to know what you think. This is episode 108, as we said earlier. So that means you can find links out to these articles and things um, if, you, if you're interested in you know, more detail on them. I've just done a super quick cursory glance at them in our conversation today, but we'll link out to those. You can find all of that for episode 108 at com slash 108. And Dana, I believe that the ADHD Success Club is starting up in just a few weeks. It is, it is, it is, David. In uh, September, I think the Tuesday group starts on the 13th and the Thursday group is two days after that. Yeah, I'm excited. It's always fun to have a fresh new year. And if anyone's interested, please um, go to DanaRayburn.com and you will see information about it. You can join up then. And um, if you subscribe to the newsletter... You will also get a discount code. Yay! Yay! For special offers. And and as I've said before, if you do that, go to DanaRayburn.com, sign up for her emails, reply to one of them. She gets the, the your reply. Let her know that you heard about it right here on Kick Some ADHD. It helps. And another thing that you can do that would help us, as always, is just go to your podcast app right now. Give us a give us a like. If you're not subscribed already, subscribe there and uh, leave us a rating and a review. It does make a difference to help other people find the show. Yep, and that's what we're all about. Well, David, I love the neuro nerd. Oh, good neuro nerd yeah. news segments. So if you like them, folks, let us know because we could do more of them. David's always doing research. It's true. I stash this stuff away. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, go out and kick some ADHD. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time about accountability. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might. And leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD You've Missed, Go to kicksomeadhd.com.